With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, all right, y'all. I am actually... This is a year that says, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings... You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like I'm guillotine everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't not, they literally stay right here. All right, y'all, I am here. This is the first time I've done a show probably this early in quite some time. So today is Manic Monday, September 16, 2019. We got 2019. We got through um, September 11th like a champ. We were able to get through that as a country, as people, as humans. And now we are going into the very exciting time of um, fall, autumn. Things are changing, leaves are changing, people are changing, and you got to know when to let certain shit go because it's dead, you know, just like the leaves on the trees. So I waited so late to do the show church uh, for Sunday because technically it's Manic Monday, and y'all know I do shit whenever I feel like it. And... I waited so late to do this show because I don't script these shows. So whatever's going on with me or whatever's going on or whatever message it is that I need to convey is what I bring out. And so I talked to one of my oldest and dearest friends today, and we talked for hours. I mean, it's always a blessing to be able to pick up where you left off because whatever hurt and pain that you are going through is not does not belong to them and they're not responsible for it, and you have to learn how to dispose of it. And we were speaking today about some things, and I told her, I said, you know what, I think that because you have delivered this package 
that you are so beautiful and so petite and so tiny that people think that they can play with you. And, I mean, I have known this woman since we was, child, you talking about I barely had a titty. You know, you're talking about 10, 11 years old. And it is so crazy to me because I have such a level of respect for this woman because I love her. And I know how smart she is. I know how brilliant she is. But I also know how savage, (laughs) you know, she could be. All my friends have a level of savagery in them that, you know, they think of me. You think I'm the savage? No, I'm the sweetheart of the bunch. And so you see how I drag folk on a regular basis just without warning. My girlfriends, whether I still speak to them or not, are straight savages. One of my, my, my best girlfriends that lives in Atlanta, her savagery comes from silence. That is her biggest weapon, and my particular girlfriend that I'm talking about right now, her savagery comes from, you know, she always jokes around and she says, you know, they playing checkers, I'm playing chess, and I said, nah, baby, we done, we done graduate to old bitch status. You know, we ain't even, I, I'm coming in the room just knocking the board over. You know, ain't, ain't no game. We just, we're not playing the game at all. I'm not here to play with you at all. I'm here to win. And I'm here to get what I want to get. And I don't care who I have to step over, on, through, whatever. I'm going to get what I need to do because it's about my family. And at the end of the line, if it's going to be you and your family or if it's going to be me or mine, well, now we have a war. And some people, like I tell you guys all the time about the 48 Laws of Power, everyone loves to quote that book like it's a Bible. And since we're having church, let's talk about it. You guys forget the part in the book, and I've memorized every single one of the laws, Um, you guys forget the part in the book where it says never get bigger than the master. And the reason that he warns of that is because there is a level of jealousy and insecurity that comes from you trying to be greater than what you're seeing. And it's funny because somebody I work very close with, and I have such a great level of respect and adoration with him, he made a quote today, and this is how psychotic I am. I knew where the quote came from and was able to recite it verbatim. And he said, you know, he was talking about hunting. Um, He had went out and he had some pheasant. He took his boys out. We were talking about the methods of which um, he cuts the deer, the pheasant, how he quartered the pheasant. And it was a very proud moment for him and his sons. And he says, you know, we covet what we see every day. And it's so funny to me that this particular girlfriend that I'm talking about is such a mighty mouse. Like she is, like it it makes me laugh the danger (laughs) that the people that are not so much going against her but underestimating her are in because I know this woman, okay? And we, I I argue with her like she is my big sister because I don't look up to very many people, but I definitely look up to her. And the people that I look up to, I'm never jealous of, right, because that would mean that there is some sort of defect within me that I feel that I'm not worthy of something. And so when she tells me she's going to do something, this is my friend that literally was like, I'm going to do this, and she literally stuck, she stayed the course. She went to school. She's been in a profession for over 20 years, not the position, but the profession. Me, I go where the money is. So if the money for the next five years, based on what the stock market tells me, is going to be in this, I'm probably going to be there. And it's not hit or miss. It's just, you know, um, 
I'm a chameleon, right? I'm a hustler. That's what I do. If you told me that selling acorns was going to make me money, I probably would do it. And everything I do is legal. It's on the books. We were talking about paying taxes on it. When she told me her tax bracket, yo, I was like, what? Here I am, you know, making my little 20 and $30 payments, you know, to the IRS, you know. And it's just a, it's an inside joke. So I, I entitled this show, It's Foot on Thy Next Season, meaning I had a situation that dissolved itself the other day. And I don't know if you want to talk about the EFA or if you want to talk about what it is that I do offline, but a situation dissolved itself quite recently. And I was thankful. And it's funny because the people that are closest to me know they're like, what did you do? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. That situation dissolved itself. Because if you sit back and you wait a while, people will expose their hand, people will expose who they are, and in the attempt to try to expose you, the only thing that you can do as a human, as a mortal in this realm or as a god in this realm or as an angel in this realm is be who you said you were going to be. So when I talk about foot on thy next season, I came home and I decided, well, since the situation had dissolved, maybe I should let up a little bit. Spirit very quickly got me together and said, no, the fuck you won't. Bitch, you in danger, girl. You know, on some old, you know, um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg type shit. Like, you in danger, girl. Never, not in this season, take your foot off thine neck. Don't. Because the minute that you stop applying pressure and they're able to breathe a little bit, okay, they're going to strike you. And I'm not, I'm, I'm just really not in the business of getting struck. I don't like it. It's always a surprise. And I never, ever, ever underestimate my opponent. I don't consider my friends opponents. And that's where a lot of you women, and especially men, but mostly women, especially black women, Latina women, uh, Native women, we tend to try to compete against each other. If you are my friend and I feel that I have to compete with you, we're not friends. You know, we're not. We're, we're not allies. You know, I that whole love and light situation with, you know, I wish you nothing but the best and I want all my sisters to win. Bitch, I don't. Fuck y'all. Because some of y'all didn't work to get where you needed to be. Some of y'all got handouts. And I don't mean handouts in the sense of help. I mean handouts like you expected someone to help you, you know, through this entire situation. Then you turned around and bit the very hand that tried to feed you. And I'm not in the business of that. You know, I was talking to my girlfriend today, and I was telling her, I said, I treat everything like I'm in a legal case. I have literally been in so many legal consultations and things like that, just making sure my business was ran properly, just certain things, that blips that have happened along the way in my life. And I've been fortunate enough that I had lawyer money. And if I didn't have the lawyer money, somebody else had it, or I knew somebody, it didn't is what it is. So... I knew that at this point, some point in my life, there was going to be pressure applied. And I wanted to be able to put that boot on your neck without having to worry about your retaliation because I'm literally ending you. Like it's ended, it's done. So, you know, when people quote that adage, you know, um, you're playing checkers, I'm playing chess. I'm not even fucking playing chess. I'm just coming in the room on some Teresa Judai shit from – 
uh, Housewives of New Jersey, and I'm just going to knock the board over, and now we're not playing. So you could pick up all your little pieces. You could pick up your board, and you can put them, you know, in its little bag, and it doesn't matter because I'm not playing the same game you're playing. We're not on the same level. Because playing the same game as you would suggest that we're on the same level, and baby girl, we're not. Baby boy, we're not. We're just, we're not. And that doesn't mean that I'm above you. It just means that I'm not going to do anything lateral. So if me having a relationship with you is a lateral move, I'm not going to do it. And y'all need to think about your poo nanny like that, okay? If me having a relationship with you, whether it's business or personal, is a downgrade, I'm not going to do it. Because when you say you're playing checkers, I'm playing chess, it means that I'm a, a step ahead of you, right? So in my learning, in my phase in life. And I have to come down to your level to play with you or allow you to come to my level to play with me. Now I'm just going to knock the board over. Now ain't nobody playing no games. Everybody got to be who they are in the universe. And so when I say it's foot on that next season, I, I know y'all can't stand it. And I just, I don't love her as a human. I love her as a business model, Beyonce. I think since, like, 1997, Beyonce has not taken her foot off our necks. And I'm not even a fan. I just admire the way she handles business, and she just comes out, breaks the Internet, puts the lights out at the Super Bowl. She is my fa- one of my favorite witches of all time. Because if you don't think that Beyonce is a witch, you're insane. And it's crazy because her sister, Solange, who was actually born on the same day as me, June 24th, is an actual, she's actually a more powerful witch than her sister, but true to real witchcraft form, she chooses to stay behind. And I had a conversation with um, beautiful Ciasia, who's from Jersey, and I just, I love her. She actually really is beautiful. She's really pretty. And, uh, but her spirit, you know, when we met, we just hugged and everything was just amazing. And I was shocked because she knew who I was. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is amazing. And we were talking about the migration of the Salem witches to the south. And we don't mean just anywhere in the south. We mean New Orleans. And so I had a girlfriend of mine talking to someone who stated, you know, what your friend does, you know, whoever she's talking about is wrong, and I'm with the first order of witches from Salem. And I said, that's so crazy to me that she would put that stamp on it. She's a direct descendant, you know, of the witches of Salem, because that's, you know, a powerful thing to say to somebody that doesn't know any better, to somebody that doesn't know that Tichaba, right, uh, the black witch, actually brought her witchcraft, her Ifa ways, her Caribbean ways to Salem, okay? You know, that, that sounds great to somebody that doesn't know that witchcraft in the northeast and in the south, in New Orleans specifically, came from a black witch, They called her the witch that they could not burn. They said she spoke directly to Satan. So as people, just in my opinion, I think we are all witches and we are all capable of some levels of magic, right? Unfortunately, I don't like the word witch because it carries a negative negative connotation. It's like calling someone a nigger. It's very stereotypical. We are all full of magic. You would be very silly to think that the people that are closest to me are not touched by that magic. And so if you have just a little bit of a black drop of blood in you, you come from 
Tituba, T-I-T-U-B-A. And the reason that I bring her up on Foot on Thy Next Season is because not just the stories tell us, but history tells us um, that she was one of the only Salem witches that survived, and she specifically said out loud, people will not remember me. She said, when they write the history books, they won't remember me. And so it's our jobs as the descendants and the daughters of not just our mothers, but of Tichuba, of that northeastern flair, to keep our foot on people's goddamn necks, to make you and to remind you of who and what you come from, how far you come, and where you are. And it's funny because... My best friend that I'm talking about, she is really the sweetest thing. But I know her in a way that you would be very frightened to cross her because it's funny because she's not like me. She's not a pop-off type character. She's very slow and just very bodied with whatever it is she's going to do with you. And now you put her in this high-ranking, powerful um, business position oh, no, honey, she's about to just take everyone out. And I'm thankful that she's on my side and not against me. So when we talk about foot on thy next season, that also means yourself, baby girls. It means yourself. It means comb your goddamn hair. It means set your intentions properly. It means please do not have malintent. Let me tell you what just happened to me, and I was going to try to save it for Tell the Truth Tuesday, but I just can't. It's too juicy. So... I I go to readers, you know, and most of my readers are male tarot readers. And one of my favorite readers um, is back. Um, he used to be called Apache Wolf. You guys have heard me talk about him on the show. Uh, now he's Conjure House Saint. And he's so powerful that the remnants of what he did for me two years ago are still lingering. Because I needed help. I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't feeling Tichiba's blood all up in me and just understanding that everything that we need is right here, from the grass to the dew on the grass to the trees to the, the leaves to just everything that we do is magic, everything we touch. So um, I decided to do a reading for myself because I hate reading for myself because I feel like my cards read me for filth. Like I'm talking about like people say like, oh, it's all bullshit. It's a okay. I could take my cards, throw them across the street, splatter them all over the street, pick them up, and no matter what, if, if I'm asking the same question, the same cards are going to come out and because they're energy-based, right? So I ask questions, and, of course, I absolutely adore the hood healer, um, Imani. She is amazing. Um, I know that it's a difficult time for her because she just lost her mom. And so to watch her in these enlightened and heightened states, we'll call them, um, gets painful at times because you can see the pain when she's doing her lives of the reading because she's mourning, right? So I mourned for probably about five years, six years really, my mother's death. And um, we all like to say that death is just a transition and it's the next realm, but it's really a jealousy thing because, I'm jealous that I can't touch you anymore. I can't have a conversation with you anymore. I can't tell you I love you anymore. And that's why I'm so hell-bent on going so hard for the people that I love, whether I fuck with you still or not, because I don't want anybody leaving this earth 
naturally or unnaturally, and think Denise didn't give a damn about me, right? So just like you're going to put the foot on somebody else's neck, put it on your own neck too and make sure that you are living and computing and understanding the knowledge that is being bestowed on you by your ancestors because we, when, when you start waking up, right, because none of us are ever really healed, none of us are ever really all the way woke, right? We miss cues every single day. And as I watch someone else mourn, and her readings are so on point, the hood healer. I mean, she's, she's amazing and she's beautiful, right? You start to be triggered. And so it was funny, we were watching, I was watching Power last night, and we were watching Proctor, the attorney, trigger his baby's mom, his ex-wife or whatever, she's the baby's mom. And it was so funny because I'm laughing because I'm like, I remember being that person that I could just easily trigger any man, woman, or child that I wanted to. Because I knew what to say, I knew what to do, and I'm just, I'm not in that space anymore, right, to trigger someone. So recently, I started realizing that things around me were dying, relationships, friendships. Um, and I haven't been in a relationship in almost a year. And so it's because I'm dealing with the death of my relationships, right? So I had somebody that I know adored me and loved me to death. And I tried to love him back. And it didn't work because our schematic did not match. We are not from the same tribe. We are not from the same people. And although I know that you adored me and and you just had your father's one-year death anniversary, that was never going to be enough, right? Because the way that he was just would not have worked with me in the long run. And so even though I had to put the foot there, that's not something I can put my foot on his neck and make him learn. I can't make you learn how to function at funerals and repasses. I can't make you learn how to love me and you claim that you knew me. Because if you knew me, you would know pretty much exactly how to love me. Because how come everyone else, including my best girlfriends, know how to love me? And that's why I fight so hard for my friendships because they're very important to me, right? So I'm not the bitch that's going to be like, oh, you don't want to talk to me, fuck you, bye. Like, if I said fuck you, bye, it's because you fucked up. I didn't do anything to you. This is church, right? Don't we all at some point have these relationships that have fallen off, whether it's friendship or, or, you know, loving relationship? Because it's not even about sorry. I don't give a fuck about your sorry. Fuck you. I I don't care about sorry. I care about acknowledgement. Like, you know what, I was in a bad place when I wrote that about you. Or, you know what, Denise, I was not living in my truth. I want somebody to value me as much as I thought that I valued you in my life. Right? So while I'm dragging this motherfucker to the white meat, I would pray that he understood that the reason I am dragging you on your chest to the white meat Not because you hurt me, but because you lied. And you were lying to yourself about your healing. You were lying to yourself about your progress. And you were lying to yourself about being with a motherfucker like me. You could have never thought that the way that you were raised and the way that you love and the way that you heal and the way that you hurt was going to coincide with what's going on with me. And that's why I'm so angry with you because it's like, Why wouldn't you just leave me the fuck alone? 
just leave me be. And we had a Facebook Live with my brother Saladin where I talked about the fact that I am a trauma-based toe. I really am. I am a trauma-based toe. I am a hoe that, like, whenever someone dies in my family, I seek out the biggest, most strongest gangster, if not violent person, to protect me that I can find. And so when I'm looking at when my relationship started, and this is like a very dirty, icky, disgusting part of shadow work that you got to deal with. If ain't nobody else going to call you a hoe, call yourself a goddamn whore, literally. And I'm not even a hoe in the sense of like I fuck a bunch of niggas because I don't. Baby, my numbers are still on one hand. My problem is that when I'm going through something, because I had such a strong relationship with my father who passed, going on 20 years now um he died at 43 right so i'm close in that age and so when my grandmother dies boom i start another relationship um when that trauma relationship like literally the day my grandmother died i landed in houston and i embarked on a new relationship and no he did not take advantage of me i definitely was aggressive. I definitely was like, get in there, get them goddamn pants off. Let's get it cracking. We've known each other for a long time. But I went to him for healing, right? I went to him to feel safe, to feel protected because he was so big, so massive, so handsome, right? And I realized that as I really started healing, that was never going to fucking be enough. I require financial stability. I require... Um, looking down the road in advance, I require preparation. And Saladin made a point where he said, I think a lot of these cats think that once they get with me, I'm a pussycat, right? So I'm more docile when I'm with somebody when I feel safe because I don't have to be crazy, right? You're going to protect me because you're a man and you love me and that's what you're going to do. But you motherfuckers will protect me from everybody and everything in this world but you. You fucking raggedy motherfuckers. Like, seriously, you will protect me from everybody in the world but you. And then there's this syndrome that goes on that they think that because they've messed with the black unicorn that now you're a fucking black unicorn. No, you're only a unicorn because I gave you some pussy. Because prior to that, you was just a raggedy bum-ass nigga. And I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, my ex in general. I'm just talking about any man. You're, and it's not that I'm the prize. You didn't add, if, if they're not adding anything to you, they're taking away, right? And I just said on this live, I am not in the business of allowing men to make deposits in me, and you're not going to make a deposit with me. You're not busting up in me, and I'm like, what? No. And, yeah, we talk about safe sex and all that stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm just trying to be literal because y'all seem to understand that better. Um. So being a trauma-based hoe, like someone that seeks out, someone that feels like they can slay all the Dungeons and Dragons, as you start healing, you, not that you require less from the person, but you start to think less of them. Because if they're not this warrior, if they're not this ogun to you, right, then whatever purpose that they served is already done. So we got some dick-based trauma, right? So we got some dick healing, right? Because it is a healing thing. Pussy is a healing thing. Dick is a healing thing. Don't ever let nobody fucking tell you otherwise, right? So 
I come home from 2015 when my grandma passed, and I start another relationship because that relationship ended up, you know, kind of dissolving, and I start another relationship that spanned for four years um, based on the trauma of losing that relationship, which was triggered in the first place by a death, right? So it's just, it's a goddamn mess. And so I took a long time away from you hoes. I really did. And I took the foot off my neck. I took the foot off your neck. And I let a lot of people slide and ice skate when I should have stabbed a hole in the ice and let you drown. Because you don't want to be here. You don't want to be with me. You just like the idea of me. You just like the thought of me. You don't really like the fact that you would actually have to put in the work to get your shit together, put your foot on your neck, right? Because remember I told y'all before, a lot of men lack the ability to have maintenance. They don't maintain the relationships with us because, A, we don't require them to, and, B, because we don't hold them to a standard. So in my healing, I learn, you know, in my healing, I learn that I'm unable to accept the fact that y'all just want to be raggedy. If you are not constantly learning, if you are not constantly reading and trying to get into better positions in life, then you're dying. You know, and 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 when you start looking at people that have had generational project families, generational uh assistance, generational, you know, unmarriedness. And it's not that marriage is just this big you know, just position. It's just that at least you committed to something, right? At least you committed to being with someone, even if the shit didn't work out. I'll take a divorcee all day. I'll take a baby's father all day over somebody who um, literally committed their life to nothing. And and some people don't want children. That's okay because I already have one. I'm good. But foot on my next season is really not just about you being mean to someone or stepping over someone or looking over someone. Foot on my next season means, bitch, what are you doing that's making sure that these motherfuckers remember your name? What are you doing that these people know that they cannot play with you like that? What are you doing to make sure that your legacy is going to be written in stone? You know, you can't take your foot off that neck, but but really taking the foot off other people's neck means that you're keeping it on your own, too. You know, you have to hold yourself responsible for certain things. You have to hold yourself responsible for piss-poor time management, you know, not being able to get away from the Netflix specials, not being able to, you know, focus on your goals and on your dreams. You know, I have, you know, whenever I'm in a relationship, and I forget who said this recently, I, I lighten up a little bit because that's love, right? You're excited, you're happy, you're you're trying out something new. And I had to tell my girlfriend today, I said, you know, sometimes you have to remind people. And, and her weapon is also silence as well, but because she's so skilled at what it is that she does, she's going to hurt somebody with her knowledge, with her education, and with her um, vast indifference. That I, if I could say anything about this particular front, it's the fact that she's mastered indifference. And remember, I told y'all many, many shows ago that the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. People hate indifference. And the reason they hate indifference is because it lacks emotion. 
So I'm indifferent as to whether I speak to certain people ever again in life. I'm indifferent as to, you know, what my partner or what my mate will look like, sound like, or what ethnicity he's going to be, right? I'm indifferent to all of that because I'm realizing that if for 20, you know, three years, I've been in love with an archetype. I've been in love with a stereotype, which is the black man or Latino man, okay? And that has not worked. Perhaps we need to do something else. And I know y'all get mad as hell when I say that. Y'all really do. But the fact that I have loved y'all for so long and y'all don't love me back and y'all don't see that as a mother figure, right, as a matriarch, we look for patriarchs, right? So we don't talk about that father figure. We don't talk about the fact that you men have jobs to nurture us as well. Teach me something. Tell me something. Learn me something. I'm tired of dating a bunch of dummies. Really. Y'all can have 50 million books in your house. You can have all the self-help. You could pay thousands of dollars to go to these retreats and do all the shit that you you think that you need to do to attract your mate, and you will fail. And you will fail because you lack the discipline to go sit your motherfucking ass down somewhere. You really do. Foot on my neck season means that there's nobody around you. We're not in competition with anybody, right? It means that you got to take a look at yourself and say, do you know how disciplined I had to be to not have any type of sexual contact with anybody for almost a year? I did not go on a date. I recently just went on a date. I recently just went on a date. I think it was last week. I talked about that on uh, Tell the Truth Tuesday. I can't call it. Right now he's in Mexico. He's hanging out. He's doing his thing, you know, but it's very scary. And so I, I wanted to talk about, the tarot cards real quick. So I'm asking, just, just to give you an example of foot on that next season. So when you ask stupid questions, you're going to get stupid answers, right? And the tarot card is just a way that we play around. So if you play regular spades, decks of cards, things like that, you're already um, participating in what we call cartomancy, which is the original tarot, which comes from Egypt. So spare me the whole, that's the devil's cards and whatever. A lot of us are embodiments of the devil anyway, and the devil card itself isn't the bad card. Now, you fuck around and get the tower card, that's different. Your life's about to be over, and you're going to have to fix it. So anyway, I pull my cards, and I'm asking about a specific person. And the cards was like, bitch, you might want to try again. Stop asking me about this Negro. Like, knock it off. Like, they just you, could just, you could just feel the energy. So I shuffle the cards again, right? And I start pulling, asking about a very specific individual. All the cards align. And I pulled two of the same exact cards that I had pulled in the reading that I had just done three minutes prior to that when I'm asking about the wrong person, right? That's how you know it's real. I told you I could take them cards, throw them across the street, and it's going to be a situation. So now I'm asking the right questions. So they're more, you know, telling. And so the cards basically told me that the next situation that I was going to be in was going to be with this very particular person. And the only reason this person came across my mind is because we met briefly, whatever, whatever. He's also younger than me. So they were like, it's going to be brief, it's going to be this. Like literal actual questions that I'm asking are being answered. So this makes me happy because at least it means that I'm going to have a partnership very soon, 
But when I ask questions, I ask within a time frame, 90 days, 60 days, things of, of that nature. Now, me and this person actually do business together. And I'm thankful either way. But it's funny how spirit will put things in your way. So I went on the date last week. So as I get home from the date, one of my exes from literally 10 years ago, which we kept in touch over the years, calls me out the blue. Now, this is a perfect opportunity for me to go get my salad tossed, get a little my, my insides massaged, you know. I didn't go. I stayed at home and, and went to sleep. Not because I don't care about the person anymore, but because we're not going to be in a partnership, right? When I put my foot on your neck, you disrespected me, right? So now remember, I told you I don't want to play the game anymore at all. I just got a phone call today, right, from somebody that need to worry about what his divorce is looking like. So I turn down Dick all the time. Dick is free in all 50 states. It's never, shouldn't cost you any money, okay? But my time costs money now. So in closing, what I'm saying to you is this. Your fate is going to always be your fate. And while you're on the quest to get to where you're supposed to be in the universe at this moment, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of anybody that, whether you was a CNA, whether you was a health care aide, whether you, because, you know, I know a lot of sisters that's in that profession, get to your nursing situation. Get to a place where you are just constantly handling your business. That means you put your foot on your own neck. Because can't nobody put their foot on my neck but me. Or Karen Civil. Now, that's somebody she make me feel bad about myself. Like, I'd be like, bitch, I'm not doing enough. You know what I mean? I don't need to sleep today. That's unhealthy, but I might not need it. So foot on my next season is about the fact that you have to hold yourself to the same standards that you hold other people. But that doesn't mean that those people are anything like you. There's a lot of vultures, there's a lot of buzzards, and there's a lot of fucking parasites out there. When you're putting your foot on their neck, really, the visual representation I see is you really putting your foot on your own neck. Like, I got to go harder because this bitch think I'm playing with her. I got to go harder because this person is trying to come out and do the same thing that I'm doing. It's not about competition. It's about being held to a higher standard. And I think if we introduce standard back in our relationships, whether they're business or personal, I think we would all have a lot more respect for each other than what we do. So y'all know I went to go see the Mary J. Blige concert the other day. I was super stoked about it. And one of my favorite songs from her right now, after I had a mini nervous fucking breakdown on Tell the Truth Tuesday, one of my favorite songs from her is Someone to Love Me. And I love it. Salvin says it reminds him like some old school down south music. And Y'all got to stay tuned to see for all the, like, flyness that we have coming out. Definitely going to be tuning in for Tell the Truth Tuesday. We're going to have a nebulous, a wonderful nebulous from Rosewood Vineyard. Um, I'm saving it, and I'm going to go check out the movie Hustlers. I want you guys, because that's, like, the story of my life minus the stripping. But I want you guys to take a listen to this song, because if you don't love you, how are you going to explain to somebody else how to love you? Right? If you don't put your foot on your own neck, that's why I said thine, not thy. Thine means mine, right? If you don't put your foot on your own neck, you won't let anybody just walk all over you. And that's not what we're about. Happy church. Gave a lot of my life to the public, but y'all don't really know. It's a shame that y'all put me in such a box. Check it. Be a 
Mary. I want you to talk to him like you're supposed to. Come on. all 24 hours we got tell the truth tuesday let's make it count have a good day hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.